Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Organisms store their genetic data in DNA, but it is also possible to store other types of data, such as your computer bits, a one or a zero in DNA. You can think of DNA as a chain, where each link is a molecule called a nucleotide. By creating a specific sequence of nucleotides, we can store binary data into a strand of synthetic DNA. Professor Oglitsa Milenkovic, from the University of Illinois, speaks with Evelina Wang to tell us how and why we should store data in DNA. So DNA, as created by nature, is restricted to using four symbols. Let's just call them ATGC. And with four symbols, you can store two bits per symbol because you have four options. So that means two bits, 00, zero for example, for A, zero, 01 for T, 10 for G, and 11 for C. Uh, but if you had a larger alphabet, if you could go above four symbols, then you would obviously store more than two bits of information per symbol. So for if you have if you were to use eight symbols, then you could store three bits. And that means even if you do synthesis or if you uh, uh, try to read the content, you're getting more information stored in one uh, molecule. So we were considering this idea of increasing the alphabet size. And that was a process of trial and error, a little bit of help with simulation. And that gave us additional seven symbols so that now our modified DNA involves 11 different symbols rather than just four as natural DNA does. So how many bits would that give us? Just <laughs> so it, it would be lock two of 11. Okay. <laughs> so it is more than three. It's less than four. So it's a <laughs> bit of math. It's <laughs> a number between, right? Um, so then can you go into a little bit of detail of how you read out a sequence of DNA? Right. So we don't really need to start from scratch because the research community has been interested in uh, reading DNA content for decades. And we have reached a point where we have a variety of readout um, systems such as Oxford Nanopore. And uh, with nanopores, uh, what you do is you pass or in a controlled way uh, fragments of DNA through a little, let's call it hole in a membrane and while the DNA is passing through the hole, every nucleotide creates a different drop in the current or a, a authentic signature output for the nanopores. So that based on the drop in the current, you try to decipher which base passed through the uh, pore or the opening. And usually the pores are um, fairly small, but still large enough to uh, contain a group of nucleotides. So what you get is a convolved response of a group of nucleotides, usually four to five. And then you use some smart uh, processing technique, uh, most recently machine learning solutions such as convolutional and recurrent neural networks 
to decipher uh, the content of the DNA sequence uh, of the DNA sequence that is passed through pores. Wow. So this topic of molecular storage is kind of becoming a new hot topic. Could you tell me why would we want to store information in, in molecules? So the whole point is that um, classical recorders, the types that we are used to, they have physical limitations that don't allow us to push higher levels of densities that we are hoping to get, given how much data we are acquiring every day. And the appealing feature of molecular storage platforms, and in particular of DNA-based storage systems, is the fact that uh, to store two bits of information, you would need something at the scale of a fraction of a nano nanometer. I see. So once you've written your data into this DNA strand, how then do you store it? It's actually straightforward. That's another advantage of DNA-based storage uh, platforms. DNA is a very robust media. The way we store the actual DNA content is... Usually we put it in a fridge or a freezer and that's it. <laughs> so everybody can do it. 